Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. Hope everybody is excited about December because it's here. And what that means for me is just dark skies and rain. It would be nice if we could have, you know, like they show on the movies or in the old songs where it's cold, you know, baby, it's cold outside and it's snowy. But no, we're in the season of getting up for work, going to work in the dark, coming home in the dark. The weekends are rainy. It's kind of hard up here in the Pacific Northwest. I think it gets, it's, it's okay, really late fall, early winter. But once we get into, you know, January, February, no fun. So let's live it up while we can as much as we can. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving and however you handled it with your family, whether you had people over, even though they're telling us not to, um, whether or not everybody sat around and did Zoom and just ate together um, and just had conversations over Zoom, you know, multiple Zoom calls or whatever. That would have been fun. You could still feel like you're eating with your family, regardless of what you're eating, I guess. Um, But you're only having to do your own dishes instead of dishes for everyone else, (laughs) which is cool, especially, you know, when you host, it's usually a lot of work. But anyways, I hope everybody is is having a good time and um, is anxious as I am to be done with 2020. Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I knew in my gut that she was still at least chatting with him. She denied it. Our marriage languished. I was miserable. 
No trust, no romance, no sex. I felt completely unwanted and undesired. About a year later, and still zero sex, my wife left for work and forgot her phone. Not long before that, I happened to see her type her passcode, so I tried it. Unlocked. I knew I was invading her privacy, but my gut told me she was hiding something. She was. To hear the rest of this story, and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes, as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. Today's story is about Ava, and it's actually kind of short in comparison to some of the other stories. So I thought I would go ahead and read an article. Um, this one I'm going to read is from Mind Body Green. Um, Eight Real Reasons Women Cheat from Sexual Urges to Self-Esteem Issues. This article was written by Sarah Regan, or it could be Reagan, um, and expert review by Christy Overstreet, PhD, LPCC, LMHC, CST. <laughs> and it was put out on September 21st of 2020. I'll have a link to the actual article in the episode notes if you'd like to read it yourself. In the past, there have been more significant differences in the reasons why men cheat and why women cheat. With men cheating more for sexual variety and women cheating more because of relationship dissatisfaction. But nowadays, that gender gap in infidelity is closing. Men and women cheat for many of the same reasons and at similar rates. Quote, women cheat for many reasons, just like men do. End quote. AASECT certified sex therapist and licensed counselor, Tammy Nelson, PhD, tells MBG. We asked relationship experts like Nelson about why women cheat today, plus what to do if it's happening. Reasons women cheat in relationships. Number one, women cheat for sex. Women appreciate good sex just like anyone else, Nelson says. Women cheat when they find a man or woman that turns them on. If anyone tells you men cheat for sex and women cheat for emotion, she adds, they're wrong. A recent study published in the Journal of Sex Research found that, although men are more likely to cheat for sexual variety, it's still among the top three reasons women cheat. So I'm going to segue here and say, I don't think we're wrong when we say that, because in a lot of my stories, the stories that are coming through, they are saying the majority of them seem to be emotional uh, dissatisfaction at home with not having the attention, um, the husband ignores, all those kinds of things. So I still think it plays into it. So for them to be so black and white and say they're wrong, I think that that should have been worded that is not fully correct instead. So a little bit of gray there, but that's my opinion about it because um, I've talked with, <laughs> I don't know how many women in regards to this. So maybe I'm just seeing a different side of it. Okay, 
Back to the article, number two. They're unhappy with their current relationship. The same study found another top reason women cheat is that they've fallen out of love with their current primary partner. Even if love is still there, in general, a woman who's unhappy in her relationship may be more inclined to cheat. Whether because of anger, home, financial problems, family trouble, the list goes on. They may feel cheating will offer them what their current relationship isn't. Women cheat because the relationship at home is cooling off, Nelson says. Quote, if there is tension or boredom at home, excitement on the side can be a distraction, a temptation too great to avoid. Okay, so now I'm stepping to the side on this one as well. And I can understand and appreciate what she says. Um, we've all been there, you know, our own relationships can get a little stagnant. Um, you know, most people can work through it. Um, but then there's a lot of women, and I think personally it's based on personality. Um, you know, I, being an ADHD type of a person, um, I was more HD when I was a kid, but now it's more ADD, or it was. I feel like I can control it, but I do find that I get bored. And uh, so I keep myself busy, and I've said this in the past, and I've actually had feedback from me saying that they were this person was disappointed to hear that you know I keep myself busy so that I don't get myself in trouble and uh, not saying that I would step out I'm just saying I know the risk factors it's like staying out of a bar when you know um, you could drink you know those kinds of things anyways um, yeah, when things get boring at home and all of a sudden somebody's giving attention to you that really kind of hits a hot button with you, it sometimes is hard to turn away from. And so I know that's how I was years ago. Not anymore. I've learned what to do, what not to do. Um, we all have our weaknesses and our strengths. Um, but I know a lot of women in my stories and other ones that I've talked to, off the record have also admitted to things like this. Okay, number three. Uh, it was just a mistake. The third top reason for women cheating, according to the study, it was just situational. Things like being drunk and, quote, not thinking clearly. Quote, everyone makes mistakes. Sometimes affairs happen because of an opportunity, Nelson adds. Quote, women can act impulsively and then regret it. In other words, it's entirely possible there isn't much deeper meaning aside from an opportunity that they weren't able to pass up in the moment. Okay. Number four, whether it's physical or emotional, ding, ding, ding. I was talking about that earlier. Intimacy is one of those needs that we all want to see met. If a woman isn't feeling intimately fulfilled in her relationship and someone comes along who exhibits that type of intimacy, then there will be an attraction. Some older research has found women tend to have a stronger emotional connection to the new person they're cheating with than the male cheaters do, suggesting romance is part of the equation for women, cheating equation for women. Yes. <sighs> Number five, the new person made them feel special. Sometimes people cheat because the new person gave them a new feeling or made them feel like someone else. Quote, women report that an affair lover makes them feel special, sexy, adored, and that attention is hard to ignore, no matter what their spouses are doing at home or what the spouse does at home, Nelson says. Number six, 
they're experiencing low self-esteem. Low self-esteem can create a desire for outside validation, psychologist Margaret Paul, PhD, explains. This might be particularly true if the person isn't receiving validation from their current partner, but Paul notes it's really the lack of self-love that can push someone to cheat. Quote, mainly what I've seen, Paul tells MBG, quote, is people cheat when they're not taking responsibility for themselves or taking care of their own feelings. When they don't develop the ability to speak up for themselves in their current relationship, they're abandoning themselves in numerous ways. And because of that, they're needy for outside attention. In this way, she notes, the instance of cheating or an affair may be less about the attention someone gives them and more about the attention they aren't giving themselves. Okay. Number seven, they're using it to numb or cope with difficult feelings. Cheating may also indicate there's something within themselves or the relationship that they're not dealing with. Paul compares cheating to turning to alcohol or drugs. And that people might turn to any of these behaviors as a way to run away from their feelings instead of directly addressing them. Okay, I can understand that. Number eight, they want a breakup or a change. Sometimes people cheat because they want their relationship to end. And cheating seems like an easier way to break it than to directly confront their partner. But Nelson also points out that sometimes people cheat because they want something in their current relationship to change. Quote, women cheat to get out of a marriage or to stay in one, she says. That's interesting. And I know that there are different types of um, affairs. Um, in my studies here for my coaching that I'm working on becoming a certified infidelity recovery coach, I know that we discuss different types of cheating. You know, there's the addiction, there's, um, there's the exit cheating too. Um, okay, so who cheats more, men or women? Research suggests that men are more likely to cheat in committed relationships. One 2016 study suggests that on average, 20% of men have cheated versus 13% of women. Interestingly, women in the 18 to 29 age group actually cheated slightly more than men. Though as the years go on, fewer women cheat while more men cheat and the gap gets wider over time. Signs your partner may be cheating. Quote, people often have a feeling that their partner is cheating, Paul notes. Quote, the energy shifts when someone is cheating, and people almost always say something changed or something was wrong. Yes, we've talked about that in our stories, at least on Patreon, um, when it comes to female infidelity. I changed. I know that I started acting differently, and my now ex-husband knew something was up. Okay, some common signs to look out for include they act suspicious around their phone or computer to hide their communication. They're dressing nicer, working out more, or generally taking better care of their appearance. Your sex life is suddenly different. For example, more sex to cover up the cheating, less sex, or new or different sex. They're often out for extended periods of time without warning, working late, or dealing with something else that just came up. You often can't get a hold of them when they're out. Their friends could very well know about the cheating and as such, they act awkward around you. There are unexplained expenses on the bank statement like dinner or other date-like activities. To be cheated on can sever the trust of an otherwise healthy relationship and to be the cheater can leave one feeling guilty, confused, and unsure of how to move forward. 
Perhaps you discovered your partner is cheating or maybe you're the one who did the cheating. Either way, it's important to address it if you want to move forward, whether that means staying together or breaking up. Let your partner know you need to talk to them about something important and take some time to think about how you want to approach the conversation. Couples therapy may be a good option to encourage a healthy and productive discussion. Quote, therapy can help to move forward after an affair, Nelson says. Quote, find a therapist who has experience treating erotic recovery, someone who is judgment-free and will support you in your journey toward a new monogamy or a relationship coach. In my training, I've also learned from, and this is coming from a psychologist, a therapist, that coaching focuses more on what are we going to do now, where a lot of times psychologists and therapists might, and this isn't for everybody, but this is what it was, studies had showed, um, that uh, they're going to look back and find out what it was that caused it more so. So they're focusing on this situation and what brought you to this and what do you think happened here versus okay let's figure out as a team how we're going to work forward from here what are your goals those kinds of things so I guess it just kind of depends on the couple and what they prefer and what their goals are Let's see here. Quote, if both people are open to learning about their own contribution to the problems in the marriage, if they're willing to learn how to take responsibility for themselves, Paul adds, quote, they can actually create a much better relationship than they had before. I see over and over again that the relationship can get much, much better when both people open up and deal with what created the dysfunction. But if one partner isn't open to dealing with it, then there's no point. It's not going to get better. Yeah. The bottom line, cheating is, in all honesty, not that uncommon. If it happens in your relationship, that doesn't mean it has to be the end of the road for the two of you. Nelson and Paul both say recovery from cheating is possible and can be well worth it in creating a stronger relationship than you had before. If you're both on board, with time you can start rebuilding trust so you're stronger than ever. So I kind of liked that article and, you know, I kept putting in my two cents worth um, and my thoughts about it, which is okay to do. So hopefully I didn't confuse you. Um, But, you know, that is my thought on things from my experience with working with people. I know I'm not a professional and I say that at the very beginning, though I am working towards my coaching program, which is going to get me closer. (laughs) All right. So now... Let's move forward and get started with Ava's story. I was adopted at birth by an affluent couple who were unable to have kids of their own. I always had a good relationship with my mom, but my dad and my relationship was more complex. He was quite strict and would make rude comments. We were always butting heads. At 14, they moved us to Europe for a year and uprooted my life at a sensitive age. I left all my friends and my boyfriend who I loved for over a year and was in total isolation. I'd say I was quite promiscuous the year I dated, like seven different boys at my school. I was just acting out because of anger or whatever. I didn't actually have sex until I was 15 and I dated an older boy for two years. I got pregnant and we were planning on keeping it. We were happy and excited, but I had a miscarriage. After that, I went into a deep, dark depression and turned to drinking, 
drugs, and ended up cheating on him. And towards the end, it was so toxic, I vowed not to be with a man again, and I wanted to start dating women. I dated a woman for a year or so, but never anything serious as far as relationships. And that's when I met the main love of my life. When I met my partner, I was at a very vulnerable part of my life. My grandmother, who was like my mother to me, had just died, and I was a hot mess. At this point, I was also only interested in dating women, so when we met, I explained that to him. I think that intrigued him. He liked a challenge. We hit it off right away and even ended up kissing that night. But I explained I was into this girl and wasn't looking for a relationship. We were just friends for a few months, which turned into friends with benefits, and we were both dating around a lot at this point. He really was unlike anyone I'd ever met, and I was falling in love with him. Emotionally and physically, our chemistry was amazing. We even ended up having three and foursomes with different combinations of men and women. When I first met him, his younger brother was with him, and we all ended up hanging out a lot together. One night we decided to have a three-way, and so it was so much fun. We started dating. At least five years went by when we were exclusive. We ended up having a baby together, and everything was fine for the first year, but I had some lingering postpartum and was home a lot with the baby, and our relationship lacked excitement. I ended up hooking up with his brother one time without him after all these years. The fact it was a secret and so taboo made it more exciting. I immediately felt regret and guilt, but the excitement was too intoxicating. I was still in love with my baby daddy, so I shut it down. Years and years went by, and I'm still in a relationship and in love. Actually, my biological sister, who I had recently met, ended up hooking up with my boyfriend's brother, and they had a child. Which is beside the point, but still pretty crazy. We have now been together for 15 years. We had a break after the incident of about a year, but I really do love him more than anyone. There has been many things that have happened over the years, and he's been my rock and always supported me. We have worked through the bullshit and came out the other side happier than ever and both have grown and changed over the years for the better. In fact, we just celebrated our new baby's one-year birthday. His nine-year-old brother is thrilled and they love each other so much. So in the end, it didn't hurt us. It actually made us stronger. I definitely felt remorse at the time and still do to this day. It has affected us negatively in the sense that family reunions are a little bit awkward and especially because his brother has a drinking problem and has lost his family with his sister so he brings things up from the past and tries to bring me down sometimes. But overall I'm happy with the outcome. My partner knows how much I care about and love him and we are happily monogamous with two healthy boys that know that they are loved. I don't see any other affairs in our future. I'm just happy I got out of my funk and was able to love my life and my current family. Thank you, Ava, for submitting your story. I thought you were very brave to send in what you did and being willing to be open and talk about um, how things were for you, you know, dealing with being with women versus men and your you know, your partner's brother. 
Um, and it is kind of ironic that he ended up hooking up with your sister and having a kid. Um, so I, you know, hope that the relationships are good there with everybody. Um, I hope that your boyfriend and his brother do okay, considering what had happened in the past. Um, and, and, you know, it's obvious and you even said it, you feel remorse and you still do. You feel bad for going behind his back. And that says a lot about your integrity. You know, you're, you're able to own what happened, but at the same time, you're overall, you know, you're happy and you're moving forward with life. And, you know, it sounds like you have a pretty good tight family and you really want to focus and be monogamous with him. So I think that is great. And again, thank you so much for submitting this and I wish you and your family the best. Thank you all for tuning in today to Ava's story and today's episode. If you have a story you would like to submit to the podcast, you can email me at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. So I'm always, you know, looking for people who want to submit their story of if, uh, women, if you've been unfaithful to your spouse or partner, um, men, if your um, spouse or partner has been unfaithful to you, or man, if you have been unfaithful yourself, those are the stories that I do accept. Um, you can also go to my website, which is rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. And from there, you can do just about anything. You can listen to stories uh, directly from the website. You can submit your stories and email me directly. Um, you can check out my goofy little uh, merchandise store. It's hooked to Etsy. Um, the shipping seems expensive, but I don't control that. I, you know, I, I'm so sorry when it is so crazy expensive. I wish it wasn't. So I try and keep the prices down overall. Um, so then that way it tries to offset it. So, you know, a coffee mug, a mask, a tote bag, they all say no judgment, but you can check out the store there. Um, also I keep mentioning, and I would love it if you go to my website, please, uh, feel free to click on the vote, uh, vote for your favorite podcast. Keep me in the hot 50, uh, podcast magazine charts. You guys have been so wonderful and, you know, I'm curious to see what I'll be for December. And by the time this episode releases, I will find out if I'm still on the charts. Um, but you know, I really appreciate that very much. Also, um, through podcasting, I learned that people can find my podcast more easily when, uh, especially on Apple podcasts, people write reviews and uh, rate the podcast. That just helps my statistics. So if you're an Apple listener and you have 30 seconds, scroll down right now to the bottom of um, on on my uh, podcast on the app to the very bottom and it just takes a second or two to put in how many stars or if you have more than uh, you know a few seconds I would love for you to write me a review um, it would really really help me grow as well so that's my groveling for today asking begging doing all of that stuff so um or if you just have feedback, you can email me, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. You follow me on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. Um, and all of that will also be in the episode notes, so you can see the links to that. But until next time, I want to thank you all again for tuning in. Be kind to one another. I know I say that a lot, and I mean it. Um, you know, seek to understand rather than judging. Um, learn, you know. You don't have to agree, 
but it's okay to ask questions and to learn. Um, stay healthy. Have fun out there shopping for Christmas presents if you celebrate Christmas or if you're doing it online like a lot of people are this year. And uh, just remember, no judgment. Goodbye.